Why do we associate expensive with good? There's a psychological reason behind it, and marketers take advantage of that every day. Not anymore. This is Good Swill Hunting. We've assembled a team of experts. Brian, our industry insider. Talking about price. Okay. I, I would look into the craft of beer world. Helps us navigate the world of beer alongside Matt. For the hardcore damaged individual alcoholic. <laughs> a total outsider. He prefers bush ice. I'm Blaine. My job is to balance things out. John, our host, keeps this train on the tracks. We try the cheap stuff so you don't have to. This is Good Swill Hunting. And, and make this train fair warning move quickly. Fair warning. This train may not stay on the tracks. Look, we're almost to Thanksgiving. So what says Thanksgiving like a key lime sour? Uh, Nothing at all. Exactly. <laughs> we're all missing the warm days. It's one, we, of the, it's one of the pies you could have after Thanksgiving dinner, maybe? Maybe. If you live in Florida? Uh, uh, perhaps. I think, I think when I lived in Miami, we may have done that. I, I don't know. <laughs> we we decided we save this one. It's by State of Brewing, one of our favorite breweries. And we decided we'll save it. And um, we'll do it right before Thanksgiving. So here we are. We're and, doing key lime. And, um, the, and the State of Brewing sour beers are really hard to get at Aldi. And... John, I mean, remember you had one and you accidentally gave to all the neighbors. <laughs> you are correct. After I spent hours you were, researching, you have a good memory. Yes. I'm still a little I'm angry. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> and those I, were tall I would boys. Say he holds a grudge. He, I think he does. Uh-huh. So usually we do a little chit chat, but I'm going to throw Matt on the spot here. Yeah. Oh boy! What because the hell? there oh is boy. a lot going on. So speak into the microphone, Matt. All right. That's, I want to know what you want to talk about because you. This is your episode. This is your episode. <laughs> you're, you're putting him on the spot. Absolutely. He, he, he looks stressed out. He looks a little angry. How in the heck is this my episode? Oh, how is it your episode? Well, the, the uh, Good School advertising is 100% oh. you. Oh, well. We kind of forced it, you into it. Yeah, we did. It, it is. I was backed into a corner, literally. So can I say something? <laughs> I have never met a person in my entire life. This is a true story. That has held more interesting jobs than yeah. Matt. Matt has 100%. held every job that you've never heard of. <laughs> Give me another random job. You were getting like you were cleaning out silos and uh, I, well, I, tell me some random job that nobody. Uh, well, I was a forklift worked. operator. Okay, we heard of that at a sugar beet factory. You yes. worked. At, you were doing Yellowstone. Was that for, was that for Dwight Schrute? I, I did work at Yellowstone National Park and Old Faithful Inn. And keep going. He's a, Start from the beginning. How many? I quit that job, job to follow the Grateful Dead to Deer Creek, Indiana. Okay. <laughs> so, Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. And before that, I printed checks. You printed checks? Legally or illegally? Tell no, me about that. Let's explain. Is this was, how you ended up in jail? No. No. I did not end up in jail for that. It was all moving violations. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I. I have had more jobs Keep going. in a year. Can you start from the beginning and list every job just in order? Brother, I wish I could, but I can't <laughs> remember them all. You know. What's the craziest job you've ever had? Oh. I made insect pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you guys, you've never met a guy like Matt. Met, go on. Please explain this. The most interesting this. Matt in the world it's right here. Totally the most interesting Matt. I, I, I made insect pheromones for use in Avgr... In agriculture. How? What? We would take their pheromones and we would package them in a lure. And 
How do you take their pheromones? What do you, you do? Uh, you we, play some Dave Matthews music. <laughs> <laughs> no fashion to me. We bought chemicals from China. Oh, okay. And cool. then we would put them into a a mix that would make them into a solid. And then we would... Uh, <laughs> He's yeah. making the hanky-panky sound oh with his my hands. Goodness. <laughs> we, we, oh, there's a finger, there's a hole. <laughs> we, we had things like tomato pinworm smi- spirals. What in the world? And you would just wrap them around the base of the plant, and it would... <laughs> disrupt their pheromones and they would try to mate and they're not actually producing any offspring they're just you're the most fascinating person i, can't, I, can't I honestly think. can't even i can't fathom what he just said Folks. Can I, uh, the name of the business was century biologicals and S- you worked there so, you worked like a hundred jobs. So it was an insect sperm bank. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm just thinking. <laughs> well, no, let me tell you. I once was there with a guy I called Grateful Gary, who was a hippie. He was okay. an old hippie. And Grateful Gary once dropped a whole friggin' vat of tomato pinworm <laughs> lure on... And it, it, what? It, it hit the ground and it splashed up onto my pants. <laughs> and I went home sick that day. I got the whole day off without pay, but I got home and my pants were so greasy with this. And all I could think of was this coddling moss flocking to my crotch. And I'm telling you. I, what in the world? <laughs> so. Oh, okay, Matt, this is your episode. This is your episode. No, I, I, I don't want that mantle. Yes, Can I just say something? The best part is, it's Key Lime Sour. This is going to be your episode. I want to oh, be. I'm sour. I want to be <laughs> Matt when I grow up. <laughs> we all do. All right, so let's get this. I'm going to try and get the train tracks here. Okay, we're talking Key Lime Sweet Sour. Jesus. <laughs> this is uh, Key Lime Sour by State of Brewing, one of our favorite breweries. 4.5% ABV. It's lime, sour, refreshing, and light. Salty is how it's described. Even fruitier, sour. Um, this is a 3.47 rating on Untapped. Pretty high rating. Uh, somebody said, easy drinking, good key lime pucker, which makes you think of pucker, the crappy liquor. Uh, $6.99 a six-pack, $0.10 an ounce. All right, there are no claims made by uh, State of Brewing. We'll get into that. But this is probably the best Good school advertising ever have we've done on the uh, podcast. Oh, yeah, you spotlighted sweet, Matt. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to explain this. Matt had no idea we we're going to put him on the spot. We wanted to do a little Jimmy Buffett uh, style uh, for Key Lime uh, Sour. It turned I, into something I, I, else. I apologize in advance to all our listeners. Yes. I, so I this love is, you all. Please forgive me. We put Matt on the spot. And it this kind is, of sounds like the woman from Ephemia. <laughs> we let him. We let him loose on the microphone. So let's listen to uh, our good school advertising. Peace be with you. I got the key lime sour. It's making my hour. Girl, I love you. Ah, oh, I just popped your lime. Baby, I ain't got time to stick around, but you know I love you. <laughs> oh, oh, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That's ad, yeah. That is 
brilliant. I will drink this beer and love it because of what you did. He popped its lime. lime. I'll pop your lime. All right. Well, let's pop these limes. Pop the limes open. We got to start sipping. I got to do it like Matt. I love love you. (laughs) All right, Blaine, tell us about this can. I love you too, Matt. Uh, Oh, girl. Sorry, I'm trying to get myself together here. Whoa. All right. Holy cow. Wow. First of impressions, folks. Wow. Okay. Um, Tell us about (laughs) It's a very limey can. Very limey. Key lime sour. 12 ounces. 4.5 ABV. Yeah, and it looks like a lime wallpaper. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Uh, okay. So, okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wow, you, Blaine, you just grabbed the can. So, read some reviews. Uh, a lot of people said that the can looks a lot like a dogfish head can. Oh yeah, okay. So right. I can see that. Let's let's talk about then the comp. Okay, um, tell I, me about the comp I before we do first sips. Only because, you know, it's six ninety nine for a six-pack at Aldi mm-hmm. for what we drank. So I'm like, okay, Dogfish Head, they, they're going for that branding. Kind of similar. We did this beer before. We did this brewery before, and we had the Hazy IPA. Mm, it looked just like good. Hazy Little Thing from Sierra Nevada. Boom. We're doing this one. I'm like, what Dogfish Head does it look like? It mm. looks like a sequential ale. Oh, yeah. Sequential, at, that's good. At nine ninety nine for six or total wine. Wow, this is so, way better. Three dollars price wise, right? Way better price. And I don't know if it's a fair comparison because I think that I, I've not had that beer. I'll, I'll admit that you haven't. And no, it's got I a saltier a, taste than this. It's a goza, so it's saltier. Yeah. Uh, is it a personal goza? <laughs> Your own. A personal. Who invited him to the podcast? <laughs> Don't say Gose. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you haven't heard that episode, I you get should it listen now. to it. It's yeah, a good one. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. Let's do, uh, let's, let's talk first sip impressions. You said it. It's time for first sip impressions. This first sip impression is brought to you by Beer Guys Radio, the craft beer podcast and talk radio show covering the world of craft beer with interviews, news, and new brews. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And since we're really mean, we're bullies. This is this is Matt's episode. You bastard! And I'm going to bully him into giving his first sip impressions. You, you, it's such a nice spoken word. You know, good school advertising. I was impressed. And you hadn't even tried it at that point. I, Would you change your lyrics based on your first sips? <laughs> well, I would definitely say maybe you're sour. <laughs> so at the end of the episode, we're going to have him re-record the lyrics, and oh. we'll, we'll do an outro. Well, it's good to know now. <laughs> <laughs> what are your first sip impressions? Well, it was uh, kind of rough. Okay. <laughs> but I like it kind of rough, ladies. Okay. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Now. <laughs> crash. It was uh, it was a little hard on the first taste, you okay. know, but on the subsequent taste, right. it wasn't too bad. So, right. okay, all right, I felt it was all right. Good job, Brian. First sip impressions: Key lime sour state of brewing. Yeah, so you know when like you you see a cat that you like drink something keeps licking it. Okay, right? that's how I feel. I took one sip ah, and I just want to yeah. my lips. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's that flavor come from? It well, just, just keeps like, going. I just got through licking my cat balls. 
You look like the guy from that Christmas movie who licks the uh, axe. The ice pick, you know the Rudolph movie. Yeah, I knew what you were talking you about. Talk, yeah, yeah, Rudolph the red nosed reindeer, and, and he's or, like, and the mountain man comes out and he's looking. Yeah. You kind of look like him too. Or, you do, or, or like a horny goat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like. I feel Abominable like they, snowman. It causes me to lick my lips. Is it, is the train? Is, how's how we doing? We're good. Blaine's up now. That Blaine, train. What are your first sip impressions? Choo, choo. Oh man, that that sour lime really mm. really hits you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. I I won't, I won't say I hate it, but I'm also like kind of like the sour. This is gonna be like maybe if you like look sour stuff. Oof. I'm I'm still weighing. I'm still weighing up. This is the the most sour beer I've ever tasted this is a very it's, it's really sour very limey beer if you're into lime you will love this ah, beer. scurvy and fights a lot oh yeah. yeah you will not get scurvy on this beer nerd interrupting you yes, okay please. It, it's sour because of the lime not sour cool. thank from you the process. beer nerd i had no idea no no because you could have <laughs> no but you could have a sour beer that is sour because of the way they fermented it, the way they brewed it this is sour from the lime it's not necessarily okay. for the hmm. brewing process okay Okay, I'm, I'm kind of confused because, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, well, yes. the sour comes to the lime on this one. You're getting the fruit sourness. You're not getting like the lacto or the prenatus. See, your like your beer knowledge is beyond mine. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I figured this would be sour because it says key lime sour. Yeah, <clears throat> and I figured it'd be come from the fruit, which is a lime. Right. <laughs> and it does. But when you're brewing a beer, when you're brewing a sour beer, a lot of times the sourness doesn't come from the, the Okay, so that's this extras. is where I this is where I'm the novice. Right. So if you can have a sour that does not include like a fruit. A, okay. See? Yep. This is where we go. So do, is there a comp to this? Do you have like what's because usually I associate sours with expensive. And this is cheap. How many beers have you had tonight, John? This is my first one. We've already discussed <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Doc Vichette, sequential for nine ninety nine to six or a total wine. But that's cool. Okay. That's cool. All right. Just wanted to double check. All right. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about the state of brewing at all? Yeah. Well, well, actually, we're not just going to talk about it. I got an interview drop. Oh, you got another one. So for those who want to know about the brewery, state of brewing is part of Octopi. If you want to know more about the brewery and the history, go check out some of our previous episodes. We have Cherry Kolsch. We have Hazy IPA, All by Hoppin State of Brewing. Nomad. And then oh, the Hopping good. Nomad IPA. Oh, but wait, they snap. won't claim any of those. They won't. They won't claim any of those, which is what we're going to talk about now. Because I sat down them? with Isaac you are an investigator from Octobi Brewing. He's the owner of the brewery. But we sat down and talked about co-packing and what it means and what they do. But that, let's just take it away. Let's go right. to Isaac. Let's listen. Well, joining us on the podcast, we have Isaac Shawaki. He is the owner of Octopi. And he is here to talk to us about what his company does, um, in, in particular around co-packaging. Because a lot of listeners have had questions on this. We as the podcast team have had questions on this. So what is co-packaging? And, and how is it different than, say, contract brewing? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me here. Uh, appreciate the invite. Uh, co-packing is basically we manufacture products for other people or other companies. Uh, we have a really nice facility, so people will come in, 
either with a recipe or an idea and we make it happen. We manufacture the product, package your product, and it's in kind of like get it ready to go. So that's different than contract brewing as in contract brewing, like a, a craft brewery would have all the recipe development and say, hey, here's this beer we've been brewing at our, our facility. We just want you to make it bigger. Tell me about like who clients are for co-packaging, I guess. We contract for either you know small regional uh, breweries all the way to large multinational beverage companies or, or big breweries uh, or you know supermarket chains or literally anybody that wants to have a product on the shelf. Um, what's different about us is that we're like a mid-sized co-packer. We're not really small, but not we're not gigantic, but we can help brands that they really want to expand and need to expand either regionally or nationally. That's where we really, really shine. Um, we started just doing beer about six years ago, but to be honest, I, I saw that the beer market or craft beer market was not going anywhere. It was just slowing down dramatically. So after year two, we decided to make a completely strategic shift in our in what we do, and we became a beverage co-packer. How do you become a beverage co-packer? We installed a lot of new fancy equipment to be able to do a lot of different beverages, and we hired a lot of people that knew how to do a lot of different beverages. And all of a sudden, the team was doing, you know, it started with hard seltzer and a beer, and the portfolio became larger and larger, that now we can do any beverage you want except dairy. Uh, that's the only thing we don't touch because that's a different beast. Uh, but if you have any idea for any beverage that can be put in a bottle or a can or a keg, we can probably do it. And, and you're not just helping them make it. You're actually assisting with label design and things like that. We have clients that know exactly what they want. You know, they're like, these are my best seller. You know, we make 70% of my production is this type of product. We just need to take it somewhere else. And, and you guys are more equipped to just do like one style of, of beer or a product and just scale it up and just go for it. So it will free a lot of capacity in our current space. Or we have clients that they just literally say like, hey, we like to do something like this, but you do the design, you do the recipe, you know, you create the packaging, you make the beer, you package it for us, and then we're ready to go. So literally we can service either or. I see that you've been in the, the beer industry for years. You had your own brewery in Chicago. What yeah. made you switch over to, to this avenue? So I started in uh, management consulting. So I work for one of, the, one, of, one of the big three consulting firms. And in consulting, there's a saying, you do it once, you become the expert. My first project was with a very large brewery in Latin America. And basically in consulting, you know, you work anywhere from like 60 to 90 hours a week at the client. So basically I was working very long hours at a brewery and I just fell in love with the business. I'm like, I love everything that had to do with, with beer, beer production, manufacturing, but I was not a brewer or I was not an expert. So when I started my first brewery, we heard of the, of the, of the word contract brewing, right? Which at the time I had no idea what it meant, but very quickly was like, Hey, you can find other people to make your beer. You know, you just have to come up with an idea or a recipe and they'll make it for you. And we're like, wow, that sounds amazing. Right. But what happened is that, the contract brewing market was terrible back in the day. That was like 12, 13 years ago. It was just abysmal. You know, I was in charge of, of, of contract brewing. I brewed at eight different places, six at a time, anywhere from like very small batches all the way to gigantic batches. But the quality of the product was terrible. The packaging was terrible. They couldn't care less about a customer service or client. The pricing was outrageous. So I always said, you know what, there, there has to be a better way to do it. Like, what if I open a contract facility that's, you know, quality first, customer always, you know, like, let's let's take care of the customer. We're not, at least let's respond to emails on time. 
and let's make sure that we do what exactly what they want. And that's how kind of like the idea started. And, and that's how Octopi started. I left that brewery. Um, and then with, with that, I wrote a business plan and uh, started Octopi from scratch. And it turned out to be the right move. That's awesome. And we have tried a few that the internet rumor mill has said were uh, produced by Octopi from um, beers to ciders. And those products are some of the highest rated that we have done as a podcast. In particular, we've tried a lot of other products from companies similar to you, and their quality wasn't there. They were some of our, our honestly, our lowest rated. What yeah. makes your quality so much better? I think it's two things. You know, we we do have, I'll be honest, like I think we have like the best equipment in the industry, but we also employ like the best people in the industry. Like I always said that you can't have either or, you have to have both. You can't have amazing people, but then crappy equipment. And you can't have amazing equipment by just like people that don't know what they're doing. Um, and the second one is we, we care. A lot of the co-packers out there, you know, they get a big contract, let's say, with a big supermarket chain. And the price is already pre-agreed. So what they do is they'll just try to like, squeeze the most margin out of it by doing the cheapest thing. You know, they'll buy the cheapest ingredients, the cheapest materials. They'll reuse the yeast like, you know, 15 generations where they only have to do it for eight and we said, no, like, you know, we know we're, we, we're comfortable with the margin that we're going to get, but we're going to try to do it the best way we can. And also the team is really, really good at making like really high end beer. So we have a client that, you know, the, the cheapest stuff they do or the most affordable they do is like $14.99 four packs. So because we know how to make very expensive stuff really, really well, we apply the same knowledge to more of the affordable options. It's the same methodology. It's the same brewing process. It's the same quality control. That's all that matters, you know, like putting the best quality out there um, because we know one, people will like it more. Uh, it'll sell faster. The retailer will be happier. Hopefully we'll get more business out of that client. So it just makes sense to do, to do it right since the beginning. Yeah, you, your care, your quality, and your consistency definitely show. And we notice that a lot of companies like you are in Wisconsin. What makes yeah. Wisconsin a hotbed for uh, whether it's co-packers or even some of these larger breweries that, that brew a lot of the you know regional brands? I think it's a, a bit of a mix of like uh, um, just happenstance. You know, it just happened, but also there's some thoughts behind it. Like for me personally, like I was living in Chicago before, right? So I wanted to stay in the Midwest because I knew the Midwest market. Like my goal when I started Octopi was to become a regional co-packer. I never had aspirations to be a national co-packer. We're very lucky that it just happened. You know, if you see my original business plan, like my dream was to brew 50,000 barrels. That was like, oh my God, if I get to that point, holy moly, I'm going to be just, didn't make, I, I never thought I was going to get there. And this year we're bringing about 230,000 barrels. So we're surpassed that wow. by, by lens. And to be honest, like it wasn't planned, like, you know, it, it happened and we just ran with it. Um, but then why Wisconsin, right? One, I knew the market very well. Two, we have the, the lowest beer tax in the nations for obvious reasons, right? It's either Missouri or, or Wisconsin. The supplies for raw materials, except hops, are here. A lot of the big packaging companies are either headquartered here or they have plants here, you know, for your trays, your cartons, your cans, your bottles. You know, we get almost all of our packaging materials from an hour to two hours away from here. And then the other one, like you said, it's, uh, it's Wisconsin is an amazing place. I'm originally from Mexico. I have no idea how I ended up in Wisconsin, but <laughs> I love it here. Like, uh, you know, we moved here about eight years ago and I'm super happy here. Uh, we had our first snow yesterday or the day before, but it's just such a nice, amazing place to, to live. 
So Octopi facilities itself. Is there a tasting yeah. room at Octopi? What's that like? But there is a tasting room uh, and we have a full kitchen. It's really funny. Like uh, we're, in, we're in an industrial park. It's a nice industrial park, but we're in kind of like 10 minutes away from Madison, but like people have to drive to, to see it. And it gets packed. Like our tavern is doing amazing. Uh, so yeah, you can visit Octopi. Um, I think the hours should be on the website. March, April, weather gets nicer. We open, you know, six days a week. I think this is a very worthwhile interview. And I think that our listeners are going to gain a lot from it. Really appreciate you today. Thanks, guys. That's good stuff, man. And you got you got some good stuff from it, and we got a lot of finally more information. And Isaac, brewery, thank you. Brewery. And, and thank you, Isaac, for coming on. Um, we have done several of their beers, and just uh, we're Phenomenal. big fans, honestly. Absolutely. And, and and we really need to go on the social media. I didn't, uh, you know, uh, Ashley, our social media, you know, guru. We did not ask her to do this, but I would like to see what we rated their previous beers, like our average, because these are some of our highest beers were ones done by Octavi. Yes. In fact, uh, Hopping Nomad, which is one of them that they do, they won't claim it, but it's we got an, a 4.25 on that, uh, which is one of the highest. It's tied for the second place highest uh, beer that we've we've rated. Uh, we have not rated any of their beers below, I think, a three. And, uh, and honestly, that's the beer that gave me the original beer erection. Well, what is the highest beer we've rated? Oh, it's Narragansett. Narragansett has got a four point five. Okay, yeah. yeah, and which is the rightfully so. Uh, absolutely, I concur. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's talk about uh, how we feel about this one in Last Call. They've had their fill. Now they'll rate this swill. This is Last Call. This, as we had mentioned, you've heard Matt's commercial. Um, you know, he's. we put him on the spot. We're going to put him on the spot once again. What is your feeling about this? Last Call, Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to you live from the shores of Lake Limeva. And I have to tell you, this swill is pure swill. I would not give it a three. I would not give it a four. Oh no, would I give it a 2.5. Well, maybe I would That's give still it average. 2.5. I'll give it a 2.5. <laughs> uh, I give this swill a 2.5. All right. I feel like we were lied to in your advertising. But you know what? Stay tuned to the end because he's going to sing us out. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts? I'm struggling with this one. <clears throat> okay. Like, because when I see key lime, and maybe the, the key lime affects my brain, I'm thinking key lime pie, right? So I want mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. sour to be balanced out with some sweet. It doesn't say pie, so that's just my own stupidity. Correct. Okay, yeah. preach, brother, preach. And, and so it's just, it's too sour for me. Okay. Um, and that's just for me. There might be people that love this. I've been, I've talked to beer nerds that are like, man, I love it when I drink a beer and I just want to continue to lick my lips and feel like I sucked up on a lemon all night long. I'm like, that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> And that's okay. how I feel about this beer. Okay. This is the only Octopi beer that 
and and we state say that we can't even say ah state state, state of, of brewing. brewing yeah let, let's keep it legal um this is the only <laughs> state of brewing beer that i'm gonna give it a low rating to i'm, I'm gonna drop it in at like a, a one and a half oh, oh wow all right blaine you gotta balance this out this is yeah, come on it. man think about this <laughs> that was let's pretty, go over the no, stats that's pretty harsh let's do, no it, it, it is only it was 10 cents an ounce but it is a sour Wow, it's really high rating on Untapped. It does have a high rating. One point five. Those beer That's nerds pretty... I just talked about were rating it. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in at a. Uh, Come on, man. A two point two five. Two point two five. I will disagree with everybody at the table, and here's why. Because you're this, a pain in the ass. Yes, and that is true. Uh, this is, is a sour. This is a sour. This is a lime beer. You know what you're getting. It says lime. Key lime on the can. The can is covered with green key limes, and it's a sour, and it's only six ninety nine for a six pack. Normally, when I associate sours, I got to go to a bar. I got to get a special cup that you get less of the beer in, and then you got to be like, "Oh, this is really good." Look, have you never heard of Bud Light Lime? Yeah, no, this is way better than Bud Light Lime. This is the sourest limiest beer I've had. This is exactly what we look for on this show. This is a good swill. This is a swill. This is a lime swill. Ladies would love it. And that's why you I'm rated g- it less than mine? I'm um, going to put it at three. There's a lady sitting next to me that just three, shook her head at you. Seven, five. Wow. Oh, three, three, seven, seven five. five. Cheap, easy drinking, super limey. This Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy ex- drinking? Yes, easy drinking. If you want a lime I can't sour untaste beer, this. Exactly, but you're not a lime sour kind of guy. We gotta we 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 need I to- put lime in my corona. That doesn't make any sense, brother. Listen, this is a lime sour beer. We're not talking corona with lime. We're like, if you want a lime sour beer, this oh. I believe is your go-to. This is great. This is they did a good job. Good job, state of brewing. Not octopi, not any. We're not going to name all the beers they do, but good job. And uh, next week, whatever, man. And, and, and honestly, I, I got a disclaimer here: the whole octopi state of brewing—that's all internet rumors that we researched. Yeah, they never told us that it's rumors. Yeah, full disclosure. That's just stuff I've researched. That doesn't mean it's necessarily true. But I will say this will not go with your turkey dinner next week. It won't. It doesn't work with nah. Thanksgiving. Nah, no. Nah. You just drink a regular Ooh, beer. football afterwards. Yes. Ooh. No, not even that. All right. Next week, we do not know what we're going to do, but it'll probably be driven by Matt. We'll probably what? put him on the spot once again or twice again. We're going to put him on the spot thrice wow. again. Can we do Rainier sometime right. soon? Please stay tuned till the very end. It's making my hour. Girl, I love. Oh, I just popped your lime Baby, I ain't got time to stick around But you know I love you